Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foulball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins, joined as always by my co-host, Trey Lyle, and we are very excited for another week of baseball talk. It is the trade deadline edition of Foulball Area. So much news has gone down over the past week, and especially over the past 24 to 48 hours, a whole lot of deals have gone down, a whole lot of rumors swirling around Major League Baseball. I don't know about you, Trey, but I feel like this is the most active trade deadline that we've had in quite a while. A lot of rumors, a lot of big names on the trading block, and a lot of big trades that have already gone down. It's been an exciting past couple of days. Past couple of days, it's been the craziest Thursday I've ever seen. I mean, if you want to include other stories in sports, I mean... The entire D.C. sports landscape has basically flipped upside its head. I mean, maybe some big news comes out of the Washington football team tonight, but the other two big teams, I mean, you want to throw in OV re-signing earlier this week? Like, it's been a wild week for Washington sports. You Obviously, in basketball, Russell Westbrook getting traded to the Lakers, and then obviously uh, two of the best players on the Washington Nationals heading to... The Los Angeles Dodgers, Matt, in a story that was most interesting, obviously, earlier today. Uh, we're obviously starting with the Max Serger trade Turner trade to the Los Angeles Dodgers for a hall of prospects, including the Dodgers' top two prospects. And we're going to talk about, uh, I think, later on uh, about depth in farm systems and the Dodgers and the Yankees showing their depth in their farm systems in this trade deadline being a real reason why they can be so active, as I kind of laid out but earlier today it looked like the Padres were well on their way for trading uh trading for Max Serzer and then at the last moment the Dodgers came in and up the offer included Trey Turner which they were linked to earlier in the week and all of a sudden uh we knew Max Scherzer was heading to California Southern California he's heading to LA instead of San Diego yeah, that's the crazy thing about this this news. Of course, uh, you know, Passan Rosenthal, all the all the national baseball writers tweeting out reports that uh, Scherzer and Trey Turner will be heading to the Los Angeles Dodgers, as Trey said, for their top two prospects, uh, Kiebert Ruiz, a catcher, and right-handed pitcher uh, Josiah Gray. So it would be a very big trade if it went down. But the crazy thing is that earlier Thursday afternoon, everyone thought that. Scherzer was going to the Padres because that's what the reports were saying. And it, again, it was all the national writers, Passan, Rosenthal, Joel Sherman, John Heyman. They were all saying that the Padres were very close to a deal that would send Max Scherzer to San Diego. And then, you know, it, it, nothing ever happened. It was kind of quiet after that until around 8.30 in the evening when the news came out that the Dodgers were actually close to acquiring him. And I can't take credit for this joke. One of my coworkers emailed us and said, at this rate, in a couple of hours, the, the Giants will be close to acquiring Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, and Juan Soto at the rate things and are they going. Were try- I mean, they tried to get Max Scherzer. The Giants have been very active. Uh, they're, they've been active in the Chris Bryant talks, which we'll talk, to, uh, we'll talk about, I guess, some Cubs players later on in the show. Uh, <laughs> what a day, Matt. Like, uh, I mean... This has been the crazy, and now the Padres are linked to Jose Barrios from the Twins. 
Well, it's I mean, almost like whoever, whoever misses out on Scherzer, they got to get the next best starting pitcher that's on the market because you know yeah. this this National League West race is so close because it's basically so, a race for the National League. Yeah, like let's be frank here, it's it's the race for the National League, and to think about all these moves that the Dodgers and Padres are trying to make, and this could be the wild card teams, is just insane how good this division is, and all caps off to the how the Giants are playing. But with Scherzer, oh with Scherzer on the trading block and you know him as the, the best starting pitcher available, all three of these teams are trying to do whatever they can to get him. And so you got to think that almost whichever team ends up getting him is seen as the favorite to win the National League West. So, you know, the Padres looked like they were close. Now it looks like it's going to be the Dodgers. I feel like I feel like it's going to be the Dodgers. I feel like it seems pretty set now that he will end up going to Los Angeles now that we have names. It, it basically, no, it, it's in place. So, I think it... It, it looks like it's well in place. So it's just the Dodgers now. I mean, it, if the Padres got him, I think you could say the Padres were the favorites. But now that the Dodgers are getting him, in my opinion, even though they're in second place, they were still the favorites. This just puts them way ahead of everybody else. Even in the NL West, which is the best division in baseball right now, this still puts them way ahead of the Giants and the Padres. I think there's – I have been high on the Dodgers all season. I chose them as my preseason World Series winner. If if the, if Scherzer ends up going to Los Angeles, that just sets it in stone. Yeah, I feel I I agree. I I have uh, two things I I want to add to this. I wonder first of all, Max Scherzer with his no trade clause, did he decline the Padres? I don't think he did. I just think the Dodgers at the last second just threw a hail mary and and decided to get up the ante in terms of their offer and. The depth of their their uh, farm system just came through uh, to fruition today, and it, it proved it because they still have a great farm system despite losing their top two prospects. And so does the you know I guess the other most active team in the trade deadline, which we'll get to after this. And I wonder also like this is like people are saying like oh the Dodgers didn't really need to make this move; they're just taking talent away from from the Padres, but you know, with the Trevor Bauer situation, they needed another starting pitching arm. They get it with Serzer and you know, you can add a great infielder in Trey Turner. Obviously you have uh Sager or Seager, Corey Seager at shortstop. So it's gonna be interesting how they work their, their infield with Turner. He was a shortstop. Probably they move him to second base. Uh, obviously Chris Taylor has been, great for the Dodgers. So that, that that's a little di- uh, dynamics that will be interesting how they work it out. But holy crap, what a move. Well, uh, like, Corey... holy crap, what a move. And for Washington, you know, obviously they're going to build around Juan Soto for the rest of his, uh, you know, that's kind of where they're hitting the reset button. And they're they're getting a lot of good young prospects, and they're not done. I think Kyle Schorber is going to be on the move. You could look at John Lester being on the move. Like, they have some of these rentals that they were trying to build for one last run that aren't going to work out. And could they be on the move? And and they kind of hit the reset button with a uh, a good young core. Yeah, definitely, definitely. That's a good point. Going back to the Dodgers, bringing in Trey Turner, who's one of the best shortstops in the league. I, I heard that he said he's not moving positions, so he's going to stay at shortstop. Corey Seager so is currently Seager? injured. He's currently injured, so until he gets back, they'll have Turner at shortstop. When Seager returns, that is fair. They have such a talented infield. They can they can move this infield around so many different ways. Obviously, so Turner's going to be at shortstop. They could take Justin Turner, 
move him over to second base, put Corey Seager at third, or they could leave Justin Turner at third, put Corey Seager at second. They have Max Muncy, who's pretty versatile, over on the first, second base side of the infield. I mean, it's it's almost, you know, that you can never have too much of a, a good thing, right? So, I mean, I, I think that the Dodgers are just set if they end up getting Turner and Scherzer in this deal. It, it To me, it cements them as the NOS favorites, even though they're they're – not in first place right now. I think that they're going to end up overtaking the Giants once this deal is complete, once Scherzer and Turner get with the team and they start playing with the Dodgers. I think that they are now the NL West favorites. And by default, like you said, it, it, it's the race for the National League, so they're the National League favorites if this deal is complete. Yeah, I completely agree. And uh, starting to butt in, uh, just interesting, uh, Miguel Cabrera has hit two home runs tonight against the, uh, the O's. And he's at 497, so his chase for 500 is very close. All right, keep an eye on that in the coming days or weeks. Uh, it helps to play the Orioles. I'll just add that. That is true. That is true. Uh, you've you've mentioned it a couple times. The other active team at the deadline, your favorite team, the New York Yankees. They went out and they did. Woo! <laughs> we back. We back. They did exactly the... what they needed to do, and they got two left-handed bats. They got an infielder. They're set. They're set now. They need to bolster their bullpen. Maybe get Trevor Story because Rizzo's not going to play shortstop or in the middle of the infield. But uh, I think Luke Voigt looks to be on the move. And so um, I believe that you can use him to get some pitching because, uh, you know, he is still the defending home run, champ, home run champ until someone takes that crown, a.k.a. Shohei Atani. But it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, to get Anthony Rizzo, who's a – World Series champion and a proven leader, especially when the Red Sox were linked to him. And the guy I said they needed to get from the onset, Joey Gallo, who is under contract for multiple years. Holy cow. I, I think they're going to move Judge to center field, develop, like, which I think he can play with his versatility. And then you have standing uh, right or left and Gallo and right. What. What a move by the Yankees. And again, I think the two most, I won't say best, best in terms of top prospects, but I think you could argue the Dodgers and the Yankees among the top teams have the deepest farm system, and it's a reason why they were able to make these big moves. I like the stat that showed Joey Gallo has 25 home runs this season. The rest of the Yankees left-handed hitters had 22. Yeah. So they desperately it's, needed no, a power Rizzo left-handed and Gallo bat. Completely outperformed every left-handed hitter for the Yankees. But I, I, my question is: It going to be enough for the Yankees? I mean, Gallo's still a guy. He's one of those guys that hits a lot of home runs, but he also strikes out a lot. So it, I mean, is it going to be enough for the Yankees? And Rizzo is a very good player. He's a very talented everyday player, I but he's not the kind thing. of guy. He's not a he's not a big star that's going to carry a team to the postseason. He's he's a solid player and still very good but he's not going to carry a team himself so will these two players be enough to propel the Yankees to the postseason people were forgetting this Luis Severino's coming back too he's he just threw a sim game this week like he's coming back to the Yankees you add him into your bullpen or your rotation I think the Yankees I mean uh, I would have to look at the standings right now but they're they're still well in there all right so they are they're nine games out of first in the American League, but in terms of the wild card, the second wild card spot, they are four games back, I believe, of the A's. So 
I, I, I truly believe, like, if they can get to the second wild card spot, they'll be fine. So as, I mean, I don't know if this is possible for you, but take your Yankee fan bias out of it, looking at this objectively. Are these moves enough to get the Yankees to the postseason this year? Yes, but I don't. I am still not completely sold that it will happen. It's tough. Could I it mean, there are some it? good teams. Yeah, but they're only all right. So the three, they're only three games back. So you're adding Severino Gallo and Anthony Rizzo, two Gold Glovers caliber players, I would say, and a, a top end starting pitcher in Luis Severino. Yeah, can that make up three games over? The A's, and I can't believe I'm saying this, the Seattle Mariners. <laughs> you would like to think so. Yeah. And I mean. they play a lot of games against Tampa and Boston down the stretch. So do I think they'll win the division? No, I think Tampa Bay, like I said, is going to win the division. But could they get that second wild card spot and then you're going to throw Garrett Cole in a one game scenario? Uh, I think that's I think it's very possible. Yeah, it's possible. I but I'm not gonna bet, you know, my my life over it. But if I'm looking at between Oakland, Seattle, and New York after tomorrow, let's say the Yankees add to a bullpen arm by trading Luke Voigt, and you know the A's make a move. I don't think Seattle's gonna make a move. Seattle's been making a couple of moves, but Seattle's been A's making might, some dumb moves. Yeah, <laughs> uh, the A's make another. Let's say the A's. I'll make another move wherever they need it. Who would you trust the most with the rosters they have? And the Yankees have been playing well lately. I know they lost, you know, 14 nothing today on Thursday, but they did just win a series in against the Rays. So it's they've been playing better baseball of late. Yeah, the A's the A's have a very good team though, and they they added a, a solid center fielder in Starling Marte. I picked Marte. the A's to win this, the West. I understand this, Matthew. Yeah, I'm just saying. That, I mean, I mean, they are already they're already very good, and they added the the piece that they needed in a in a big center fielder, Starling Marte from the Marlins. So, uh, I I think they've done what they need to do. So, out of those two teams, I think I'd have to go with the A's. Is it, it's tough. It's close. It's going to be a close race. I, like I said, I think they've done enough. But I don't know if it will happen. Like, based I, on... I, I joke about the Yankees being back. Do I think the Yankees are going to win the World Series this year? No, their bullpen is just too flimsy. They've seemed defensively, they've seemed to struggle. I, I think Aaron Boone is starting to lose his touch on his team. Uh, no, I don't think they're coming. I, I still favor the Chicago White Sox to come out in the American League. But do I think they could make the wild card team? Do I think they could even make the ALCS? Absolutely, you know. I think definitely based on you know the circumstances of this season, the players that were available at the trade deadline, and what the Yankees needed, they did all they can do. This. They did what they needed this. to do. If they make the wild card, they're winning the wild card game. Yeah. Because I don't care who they play. I'm taking Garrett Cole over every pitcher but one in a one game. And I might not take him over. I might not take him over uh, the other guy in New York, Jacob Degrom. Well, luckily they'll never meet in a. Wild All I know game. is, did you see the tweet? Uh, they are five. By the way, Angels are five games back, and Mike Trout could come back. Is he though? I don't. I haven't heard anything good. <sighs> I hope. Recently. I hope somehow. But I mean, this AO AO wild card standing is close. Is very close. I mean, it's. 
One, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams are within five games. Or minus Tampa Bay. Six teams within the five games of the last spot. Yeah, it's going to be a, a fun race to watch. But you have Oakland. I, I would argue probably the teams that have the best shot are Oakland and New York. I'd put that as tier one. Tier two, I'd put the Angels because they played a lot better of late. And Otani, you know, you have an MVP on your team. I'm going to give you credit. This tier two that could, if they get hot, they might do it. I was going to say Cleveland before the Terry Francona news today. I'll say Toronto. Well, and they traded they, Cesar Hernandez, so they're just they're pretty much throwing in the towel. That too, Toronto, but they've struggled of late. Maybe that tier two, and then Seattle and Cleveland in that tier three, because I do not trust the Seattle Mariners. Definitely going to be a fun race to watch. Fun race to watch, and that's what the Yankees need to hope for is getting that wild card spot because neither of us think they will end up winning the division. So they get Gallo and Rizzo, and I want to talk about Rizzo real quick for a couple of minutes because. Obviously, you know, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, they've been a part of the Chicago Cubs for the past decade. And they won the first World Series for the Cubs since 1908. They've had some really good seasons there. Bryant has won an MVP. Rizzo has been one of the best first basemen in the league over that time. And then, you know, Rizzo got traded. Bryant is presumably going to be traded before the trade deadline. And they don't even get a an at-bat in their final game at Wrigley Field. They're both on the bench during the game. They don't even get to come in and pinch hit. I mean, for everything that these two have done for the Cubs, they deserve one last at-bat, one standing ovation in front of the crowd. For everything they have given the Cubs, this franchise, this city, bringing them a World Series for the first time in 108 years, and then their final day on the team, they're both on the bench. I mean, I saw the video of Chris Bryant sitting on the bench, sitting in the dugout after the game ended, and he's just sitting there taking in Wrigley Field, for the last time, presumably, as a member of the Cubs. And it's a, it's sad because they've been there for the majority of their careers. Chris Bryant, his entire career. They've given that team so much. And they don't even get one final moment on the field. One final ovation in front of the crowd. It's a sad it's a sad moment. You got, you got to give it to them. Yeah, I agree. I, I have to say this is, was an upper management decision just because of we know... Uh, the relationship David Ross has with the team. I mean, Anthony Rizzo has been so on the record of how important Ross was to his career. This had to be, you know, the team making the decision. I wouldn't. I would say David Ross, if he if he could make the decision, you to let him pinch it. You know, it, to be to be fair, to defend him. At least I hope. And yeah, I think they deserved one moment, and it. I mean, I think Brian's going to have a chance to play in Chicago. He's going to probably go to the Mets, it looks like. Um, I don't think Rizzo has a chance, really, unless it's the postseason. He's going to play for the White Sox, which would be funny. A bunch of Cubs fans show up to a, you know the White Sox-Yankees ALDS or something just to root for Rizzo. It'd be funny. And obviously against the White Sox. But, yeah, I hope to see it. And, you know, you kind of get I mean, Scherzer pitched today. Like he did. He pitched. Yeah. Granted, it was a seven seven inning game, but it was kind of those. You know, he they both deserve that last moment just because of you know Anthony Rizzo literally is gonna is a part of the you know arguably the most iconic moment in Chicago sports history. You know, he caught you know actually both of them. Yeah, both of them. They were both. Both part of, of them that are in because Bryant got the ball and threw it to. The most, like, maybe the most iconic, I mean, next to the, the shot by Jordan, you know, like, 
that's it. Yeah. So it's a sad time seeing them both. Uh, you know, Rizzo already traded to the Yankees. That deal is done. It's official. And Bryant will presumably be traded before the deadline this afternoon. Yeah. How ironic, you know, a guy drafted by the Red Sox is now a, a, um, a Yankee. Happens. Happens. Let's go over some of the other trades from throughout the past couple of days. There have been a, a couple of other big names. Kendall Graveman, the closer for the Mariners, traded to the Astros. An interesting situation, and it, it's one that a lot of people are questioning because the Mariners are contending right now. And Graveman's been a really good closer for them. And they trade him to not only to another team, but to a team in their division. So a lot of people are questioning that move. And it's just everyone was surprised by it. Even the players on the team were surprised. And a lot of them have been speaking out saying they don't know what general manager Jerry Depoto is doing. They're really, really trash talking him for this move because they're a good team right now. They're a close knit team. Graveman is really good friends with everyone on the team. And so they were, they were all surprised by it. And, you know, obviously it's a business stuff like this happens, but usually you expect it. So when you're in a situation like this and Graveman was just traded out of the blue no one was expecting it, so they're all really upset. I've seen an interview with Graveman uh, when he found out he got traded, and he was pretty emotional. And we had him on MLB Network Radio today, and he was he he was getting emotional during our interview with him today. So I mean, tough uh, tough situation for for Kendall Graveman going to the Astros in a bit of a, a questionable one because of the circumstances around that trade. Cesar Hernandez traded to the White Sox from the Indians. So the White Sox get the second baseman that they desperately needed. And Starling Marte traded to the Oakland A's from the Marlins. So the A's get a center fielder to bolster their outfield. Of course, there have been plenty of other trades going on around MLB, but those are just some of the big ones that have happened in the past couple of days. But you know who hasn't been traded and who I haven't really heard any rumors about, which I think is kind of weird? Who is that? Trevor Story. Yeah. I mean, what's going on with that? I feel like he's going to be so on right at the end. But who knows at this point? I mean... I mean, he's he's the guy that, like, going into the season, everyone was like, oh, he's a trade deadline candidate. He will definitely be gone at the deadline. And now it feels I like... I still think he could be. Uh, yeah, it's definitely possible. I mean, you never possible. know. It's definitely possible. But he could now go to the Dodgers. He's, like, he the could last go. big name. He could go. I mean, the Yankees could use him. Uh, I know we, we were talking about the possibility of him going to the White Sox, but they got Hernandez, so they don't need a second baseman anymore. I mean, could Atlanta use him maybe? I don't know if they're still buyers at this point. Yeah, that's fair. Washington needs a shortstop, but I don't think they'll trade for Trevor Story. No, not if they're uh, trading Trey Turner. <laughs> they're not going to bring I mean, maybe the Mets lose out on Chris Bryant, and they trade, they trade for Trevor Story. I, could, I think... If there's like three teams going in for Chris Bryant, I think whatever team loses it and had the second best offer to the to the Cubs uses similar or or um, if I could speak similar offer to get Trevor Story. Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting uh, interesting situation because I, I really thought he would be somewhere else by now, or at least we'd have some kind of rumor, some kind of idea of where he's going. But I really haven't heard anything. Also, Javi Baez, another shortstop who is could be traded and will be a free agent after this season. I don't know if you saw this, but the other day he was giving an interview and said that if he hits free agency, he wants to play with Francisco Lindor. So, Ooh. I don't know. I don't know how the Cubs feel about that, 
but he said that he enjoyed playing with Lindor during the World Baseball Classic and that Lindor, if he could end up playing with Francisco Lindor, he would consider moving to second base. So I don't know how the Cubs feel about that. Cause Mets are excited. Everyone uh, out, of, out of the core Cubs players like Bryant, Rizzo, uh, Kimbrell, and Baez, Baez is the one that most people think is likely to not get traded. But will the Cubs be able to re-sign him to a long-term deal if he stays? I, I mean, it <laughs> doesn't sound like it. Sounds like he wants to go to New York, play with Lindor. Oh, we'll see. I, I mean, some team's going to throw a crap ton of money at him. Maybe even the Mets, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, I, I could see the Phillies offering a bunch of money to, uh, to go Chris B. Man, and Joey Gallo. You know, bring the Vegas team together. Chris Bryant, go play with uh, his, his high school. Friend. Hey, Chris, you know who's, you know who, who Chris Bryant's really good friend is? Bryce Joey Harper. Gallo. Oh, and Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo. So, uh. Chris Bryant, future Yankee, you know, they need a third baseman. Yeah. Or, well, he's so versatile right now, so. We'll see what happens. I mean, I think we're, this is this is just the start of it. We're going to talk more next week about how these affect, you know, the, the final stretch of the season. But what a wild day. I mean, I can't even describe, like, basically, my radio show started at 5, and within the first 10 minutes of the show, Texas and well, it started at like four thirty when Scherz was getting traded to the Padres. Then right at five, Texas and OU officially are in the Big Ten or in the SEC. Then, then you have the whole West. Uh, the Lakers trading for Buddy Heald. No, it's Russell Westbrook. And then Max Scherzer. And then it's like, oh, Max Scherzer might not go to the Padres. He looks like he's going to go to the. He might go to the Dodgers or the Giants. There's other or the Angels. And then. And then all you know, and then oh, Anthony Rizzo's a, a Yankee, and that was me driving home today. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a, what wild, a wild day. day. I, I'm sure for you. I mean, for me, I was working this afternoon on on uh, on the radio, and it was pretty wild with all the trades going on. But you covering all the other sports too. I'm sure it was a pretty wild day. A lot of stuff it going was. on in the sports world. A lot of stuff going. On. Oh, I can't believe we didn't even mention this. Also, Danny Duffy traded to the Dodgers. He's been a lifetime royal. He's yeah, been there since the timing of that was bad for Dodgers fans because it was like right after the Padres looked like they were getting Scherzer, and then then they get Danny Duffy, who could be out for the next couple of weeks. It's kind of a sad one too, though. I mean, he's been with the Royals since 2011. He won a World Series there in Kansas City. So, uh, and everyone was pulling up screenshots of a, a tweet of his from 2017 when he said, "Bury me a royal." And now he's getting traded to the Dodgers. So, you know, I get it. It's a business, but I like, you know, it, it's sad to see these players that have spent their whole career with one team and given so much to one team. And especially if you brought them a World Series and seeing them get traded to someone else. But, you know, it is it is a business and teams are in the, the business of trying to win. So they got to do what they got to do. So I understand it. But uh, so Duffy and Scherzer could be joining the Dodgers rotation. That would be pretty big for them, especially with the loss of Bauer. Uh, forever for however long he will end up being out but yeah a lot of a lot of big moves going I honestly feel like this is the most active trade deadline in the past couple of years at least I mean what was it 2018 2019 when uh Manny Machado got traded no 2018 it was 2018 when Machado got traded to the Dodgers at the deadline and that was a pretty big deal it was. But, I mean, I feel like that was the only big move 
that deadline. So to have all of the news going on, the multiple big moves going on yesterday, and probably still more to come before 4 o'clock this afternoon. It's been a very active day. All right, we'll, uh, we'll leave you with this on today's episode of Foul Ball Area. Of course, Trey mentioned it uh, briefly a few minutes ago, but Terry Francona announced that he will be taking the rest of the season off to focus on health issues this season, so he will no longer be managing the Cleveland Indians for the rest of the season. Obviously, want to send your well wishes to Terry Francona. Hope that he uh, you know, gets healthy and gets through whatever he's dealing with. Um, so obviously send your thoughts and prayers to him, but thinking long-term, thinking in the future, I've seen a couple of people on social media talking about the future for Terry Francona and considering him as the next manager of the Yankees. And for you as a Yankees fan, I want to know how you would feel about that because obviously he's a very good manager, but he is also the guy that beat the Yankees in the 2004 ALCS, won two World Series with the Red Sox. So can you put all that behind you and bring him on as the next manager? Yeah. At this point, I mean, I could see why his experience would be such a big help for this team. Going from a very inexperienced manager in in Boone to, you know, the complete opposite in Francona. If they win the World Series, I won't care. <laughs> yeah. Let's put I mean, it It's all way. about winning. If he if he brings a World Series to New York, like then it's if okay. If they somehow swindled Alex Cora, who oh, I think is proving to be a really, really good manager with the turnaround the Red Sox are are on, uh, I I would be, you know, even if they got what AJ Hinch, that's the, that's the you know he's the Tigers manager, which I thought was a good hire. So, I'm sure Red Sox fans would hate it though. They would hate it if Francona put on the Yankees uniform. I agree. I don't know. I haven't seen any credible sources talking about that. Just random people on Twitter. Yeah, I don't think so. I let's. Do the Yankees, if the Yankees make the playoffs, do you think Aaron Boone gets fired? If they make the playoffs. If they lose the wild card game, let's say they lose the wild card. All right, if they lose the wild card game, I could see it. But I think if they make the playoffs, I think he's pretty safe. So, so if they, all right, so they lose in the LDS to the White Sox, you think he's safe? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's all he has to do is make the playoffs. But we'll see. I don't know. It's a fun game to play. Fun speculation. All right, that's all we've got on today's episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast Trade Deadline Edition. Real quick, recapping everything we just talked about. Max Scherzer and Trey Turner possibly being traded to the Dodgers for their top two prospects. The Yankees acquired Joey Gallo and Anthony Rizzo get two left-handed bats that they needed to fill out their lineup. Kendall Graveman goes to division rival Houston. Cesar Hernandez goes to the White Sox to fill their second base spot. And Starling Marte to the A's to plug into center field. Terry Francona is taking the rest of the season off due to health concerns. And that's all I've got on today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you, as always, to Trey for joining me on the podcast. And we'll be back at it next week. Like Matt said, thanks so much for listening. If you want to follow us at Matkins21, at Trey Lyle VT on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you get your social media. We'd love to connect with you. Give us your thoughts on the trade deadline. Who are the winners? Who are the losers? Who who did nothing or who do you wish did more? Make sure you leave us a, a, a subscription and as well as a review. We need five-star reviews. Still do. Uh, if we get one, 
We'll read it live on the air. Let's actually, you know what? I'm going to pull up the Apple podcast, see if we got any reviews. You know what? I did that. I did that last week after we were done recording. And there was, there were a couple. So, um, yeah, let's find them. N A N N A N N A N N A. A lot of N's and A's says, I think they do a great job and have fun listening to you. Thank you with all that. Uh, Baseball Girl 521 a year ago gave us great content. I've been listening to this podcast for two years and I love how Matthew has grown as a podcaster. He does a great job of getting interesting guests and I look forward to turning tuning in every week. Is this Mariah in disguise? Can neither confirm or deny that. It is. Oh, that's cute. She probably likes me better at this point on the show. Uh, speaking of that, you know what? Si- well, we didn't even bring this up since the last time we recorded. I got a, a little uh, letter in the mail the other week. Oh, yeah, you last did. Week. Yeah, you did. December 4th, you know, is your uh, is your wedding, my friend. It uh, is. I, I, I got the save the date, but not the official invite. That's uh, that's usually how it goes. You get the save the date I first. Know. I, I understand. I, I visited your, your website, and uh, it, it, it's a cute little story. Thank you. Thank you. We think I, so, too. I'm so happy for you. Uh, you, know you know what I uh, what I realized today? Our, our uh, former guest, Danny Vietti of CBS Sports, he... Just got married. Yeah, Mazel tov. He just got married, and he was tweeting out today that he's currently on his honeymoon during the trade deadline as all this news is going down. And that's and why... He said that he is, uh, his, his new wife is going to be upset with him if he keeps looking at his phone. And you know what I realized is that we have scheduled our honeymoon for the winter meetings. So not great planning on my part there because I'm probably going to miss a lot of news or be looking at my phone a lot. And that might be a Trey Lyle, the first ever Trey Lyle only podcast. So it might have to be depending on how, how much stuff goes down during the winter meetings. It might have to be. Well, you're just going to have to give me the login information for once. All right, we'll cross that bridge when <laughs> we get there. That's a side talk for later. That's behind the scenes, folks. Welcome. That's basically, honestly, this is how we plan most things, folks. Either this or like text messages um, during the week. That's that's how podcasts work, folks, uh, especially the one like us. Thank you so much for supporting us. Like I said, follow us on all the social medias at Foul Ball Area. And thank you so much for listening to the Foul Ball Area podcast. For Matthew Atkins, my name is Trey Lyle. Have a great evening, afternoon, whenever you're listening to this. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out.